Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Mont. It is time for another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. What episode is this? 184. 184, and it is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Dam is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke every weekend friday and saturday is that uh, correct i believe so you get ribs all sorts of stuff uh, barbecue with that. And steaks barbecue and steaks yes it says this in the read and i just completely <laughs> glossed over it in addition you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap including a constant rotation of today's best micro brews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients taste Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitou <laughs> in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boat or wheels. The Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Their number is 574-223-8950. Uh, limited seating is available uh, at 50% capacity um, right now, but they are taking the precautions um, to keep everyone safe, and Taco Break is open as well. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. You um, still haven't had the ribs, have you? No, I was gone uh, for Memorial. Happy Memorial Day, everyone, yes, too, yes. Uh, to all the uh, vets out there. Um, Especially the ones yes. that made the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, they made the ultimate sacrifice. And that's what this day is all about. Yep. Uh, but no, I did not. Uh, I have not had the um, ribs. I have had the tacos. I've said it like three weeks. They are delicious. Maybe, maybe this upcoming weekend for you maybe <laughs> sean maybe so uh you ready for some birdie bogey let's hear it i'm nervous all right i think you i think you got a really good chance to get this one right it's usually the kiss of death it is baseball related so um since 1965 i really hope i got the year correct there have been two number one overall draft picks for the mlb to make the hall of fame who are they number one overall picks okay that is a good question I'm very nervous about it, though. <laughs> but Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce. From Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, Noble Gnome LLC. Do you know where they were at uh, this past weekend? They were at the uh, Kosciuszko County Farmers Markets. I Ooh. shared that right on the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page, which give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already, please. They have lettuce heads, salad mix, radishes, carrots, kale, rhubarb, and asparagus. Get your veggies. I was going to steal your line from you. <laughs> you should have. Nah, we, I, I don't do it as well stage. as you do. You know, sometimes I need to just pause right before I say veggies. For I, I, I might just do like 10 minutes worth, and we're just going to, in the middle of the show, I'm just going to be like, veggies? And you're just not even going to know why I said it, but uh, hey. and that kind of ruined it, and I'm Sorry, I said Whatever that. you want to do, J-Man. Next uh, week's the week. It's half your show, so <laughs> that's how you roll. 
Ready to be educated on this day? I'm looking forward to this on this day. Could be a good one, I could, think. Could be. We don't know because I don't know. I haven't looked at him yet. Good. 1922, old uh, George Herman Ruth. He wasn't bad. Also known as Babe. Suspended one day and fined $200 for throwing dirt on an umpire. Uh, real question. Did they name the candy bar? After it. Well, it's a baby Ruth, isn't it? Baby, babe Ruth. They might have. But never um, mind. That was stupid. I was thinking it was a Babe Ruth candy bar in my head and it's Baby babe, Ruth. I mean, we still, it could be. I'm not, I'm sure Baby Ruth was invented probably before Babe Ruth. Do you but, like Baby uh, Ruth? I don't like nuts. Peanuts. <laughs> anything. Uh, what is your favorite candy bar? I'm a big, uh, big Twix guy. I like Twix. I like the, uh, like the crunch. Yeah. like the good. caramel. like the chocolate. I like a Butterfingers, I think. Oh, favorite. I changed my mind. I'm a big Butterfinger guy. I like Snickers, especially if they're frozen. You I don't, don't like you peanuts. Don't like, you don't like peanuts. No. Um, Milky Way's okay. Yeah. It's kind of under same. Three Musketeers. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan. It's not a candy bar, but I'm a big fan of the peanut butter M&M's. Oh, those are that's, good. That's kind of my go-to. You know what's underrated, I think? Candy. The, the uh, um, strawberry Twizzlers. Oh, I love Twizzlers. Love and I say strawberry, strawberry because yeah. I had cherry before, and I thought they were terrible. I like the cherry ones as well. I do. I um, like Man, those strawberry Twizzlers. But the strawberry stuff. one, have you ever had red vines? Yeah. They're good as yeah. well. They're yeah. kind of like Twizzlers. Yeah, I'm a big liquors. Sour Patch Kids fan and yeah. candy like that. But. Uh, a guy I work with brought in a big bag of Swedish fish. Those are good. Um, so I've been indulging um, on the Swedish we, we fish. We better get off the candy topic and back um, on, back on but, track here. Baby Ruth uh, was fined two hundred bucks um, well, do for throwing dirt on an umpire. Yeah, he probably in, deserved it. In nineteen twenty-two, he was making fifty-two thousand dollars, which uh, in today's world would be like one point three five million. Two hundred dollars back then inflates to five thousand one hundred seventy-nine dollars. So he essentially got fined fifty-one hundred dollars, but two hundred back then. All right. They called that the Roaring Twenties. 1935, track and field athlete Jesse Owens equals or breaks four world records in 45 minutes. He was unbelievable. At a Big Ten meet at Ferry Field in Ann Arbor, Michigan, remembered as the greatest 45 minutes ever in sports. The Ohio State University. Yes. He was and a- then, of course, he uh, <clears throat> put on a show at the Olympics in front of uh, Hitler. Funny, that was classic. Mm-hmm. 1935, also, that same day, Babe Ruth hit his last three home runs in Pittsburgh. Can you name what team he was playing for? Was it the Athletics? Boston Braves. Oh, jeez. Who went 38-115 and 115 that year. Wow. And Babe hit like 160. Because I knew there was a team runs. after the Yankees. I thought it was Athletics, though. So. <laughs> nope. Went back to Boston to play for a different franchise. I forgot Boston had two franchises. 1941, old Teddy Ballgame, Ted Williams, raises his batting average over 400 for the first time in 1941. You know, I'd be interested if we went back sometime, which we're not going to because it's 184 episodes worth. I don't know when we started on this day, though, but it was pretty early on in our podcast to see what athlete has been featured the most. I want to say it's Ted Williams. It might be Ted Williams. He's been featured a bunch. 1948. The PGA Championship uh, was played on this day. Can you tell me who won? 48? Yeah. Uh, ben Hogan? Ben Hogan scores a convincing 7-6 and six win over Mike Ternesa. I that don't know what that means. That was just a guess. What does that mean? A what, con- he, uh, convincing 7-6 and six win. 
I wonder if it was match play. Huh. And he got seven up with six holes safe. left or something. I don't because if not, I don't know what that means. 1951, New York Giant Willie Mays plays his first major league game. He's pretty good. Goes 0 for 5. Let's see here. 1959, U.S. Supreme Court rules Louisiana prohibiting black and white boxing unconstitutional. It's hmm. a good one. Um, let's see. 1965, Muhammad Ali KOs Sonny Liston in one for heavyweight boxing title rematch. I bet his name was Cassius Clay at the time. I'm not sure about that, though. It says Muhammad Ali, oh, okay. but they might not have just... Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know when he <laughs> changed his name. 1970, the third ABA championship was played. Who won? 1970? Yeah. ABA. Let's go with the Nets. The Indiana Pacers oh, beat the L.A. Stars four games to two. Didn't they win back-to-back titles? Doesn't say. Mm. 1972, heavyweight Joe Frazier KOs Ron Stander. Down goes Frazier. 1975, the 29th NBA championship was played. Who won 1975? 75. Let's go. They swept the Washington Bullets. So was it even the West? Um, let's go with the Lakers. Golden State Warriors. Ooh. Although this website says the Golden Warriors. John Barry? Not John. Um, John's one of the Rick, sons. Rick, maybe. Rick, Brent, and John were the sons. 1975, Indianapolis 500 was played. Who won? 75? Yeah. 500 was held, not played. <laughs> was held, sorry. <laughs> uh, so let's go, with one of the, uh, let's go with one of the Andrettis. Bobby Unser. <sighs> okay. Darn it. The other fa- one of the other families. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird this weekend without the 500. I know you don't watch it, and I, I don't watch a ton of it usually, but I it didn't. was still weird. I did not notice. All over Twitter, people. I didn't notice. Well, because it was such a nice weekend weather-wise, it too. It was a good one. But, um, fingers crossed, oh, oh, I think it will happen, but will fans be in attendance? Who knows? But for August 23rd, that's when it's, Is that when it's, when it's rescheduled go? to run. Hmm. IndyCar's back. Next weekend, I believe. Not this upcoming weekend, next weekend. Neato. PGA Tour will be back in two weeks. NASCAR's still running. Brad Keselowski won the Coca-Cola 600 last night in Charlotte. That was their third race already without fans. Hmm. They ran one Wednesday. They went Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday this week, past week. Is that not normal? They don't run races on Wednesday nights usually. Or weekdays, do they? Usually they'll run Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the three circuits. But Oh. Yep. 1981, Bobby Unser becomes first Indy 500 winner to be disqualified. Hmm. I wonder what he did. 1982, Fergie Jenkins becomes seventh pitcher to strike out 3,000 batters. It's a pretty good one. His number retired, along yep. with Greg Maddox, number 31 uh, at Wrigley Field. You're right. You got that right on the uh, Cubs trivia a few weeks ago. I did. One of the few, <laughs> one of the few ones I got uh, right. 1984, Red Sox trade pitcher Dennis Eckersley to the Cubs for Billy Buckner. I bet Billy Buckner wishes he never would have been traded. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis Eckersley was not very good for the Cubs either. Then he becomes a great closer with Oakland. 1986, Kansas City Royal Jet George Brett got his 2000th hit. It's kind of a milestone. Not a huge milestone, but let's see. Uh, not much uh, in the 90s. Who won the 2003 Indianapolis 500? 
Buddy Rice? Gil Dave Ferron. Never heard, Never of, heard of him. I was hoping that was the year Buddy Rice won the rain shortened one and Letterman was his owner oh. of the car, but that was probably later in 03. What about 2008? 08? Um, how about Helio Castroneves? Scott Dixon. Gosh, dang it. What about See, t- I know the names. <laughs> I don't know the years. What about 2014? Ooh, 14, 14, 14, 14. Um, let's go with, uh, let's go with Helio. Ryan Hunter Ray. I didn't know he won one. I've heard of him, but. Who won the 2014 Senior PGA Tour Championship? Um, let's go with Bernard. Bernard uh, Walner. Colin Montgomery. Ah, gosh, of it. Scotland. Yeah, he never won a first of three he, champions. He never won a major on the PGA Tour. Won by four strokes over old Tommy Watson. Gosh, darn it. That'll do it for on this day. Who is that sponsored by there, T Dog? That is sponsored by Performer Print House. Are you looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting? Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response for all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Call them today at call them today at 574-210-3815 or you can email Barbara von Weinsberg at barbara.vonweinsberg at proforma.com. She is an excellent sales rep for them and helps me a lot in my everyday job with getting us promotional products. Ordered a bunch of golf umbrellas this Last cool. week for first fed. So. Nice. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. The J-Man got his book at prediction right from last week. I picked uh, Tiger and yeah. Peyton to win the match. That's right. And before we um, get to talk about the match, this will be the J-Man's book at prediction of the week. Doing it early. I think by this time next week, Major League Baseball will have a date in place to when they're going to start at the very least spring training. All right. Well, summer training. Summer training. Sorry. Um, I, th- I, I do think they'll be playing in their home ballparks in the spring and I w- and during the preseason. I won't uh, hold this against you, but do you want to throw out a uh, date or around a date that you think they could be looking at? It is May 25th right now, isn't it? Yes. Um, I'll, look at my, I'll look at my computer, see what day it was. I'm going to say June... Oh, going June fifth. Well, I'm. I'm. Oh, this is for the. Yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, okay. just for yeah, when. That makes back sense. Hey, I, I don't know exact. I think by the end of the week, it'd have to be probably by Friday, um, them to announce the date. But I think like June fifteenth ish will be. Where so I that would give them about three weeks or so. Three weeks before. get to like Fourth of July or maybe the week yeah. after Fourth of July. Um, hopefully, we'll get baseball if they can. Come to an agreement. It's not going to be ideal for really anyone, players or the managers. But I think it could do irreparable damage to the sport to not play it. This I do year. too. I so really I, do. Uh, they need to compromise because, like, and I know this might upset some people. I'm already but, upset. I mean, you're a diehard baseball fan. You're yes. one of the biggest, if not the biggest, baseball fan I know. This has been awful. I'm a very casual fan, so really, baseball being away hasn't affected me too much. No. I mean, I love it to be on right now because it would give me something to watch. But it's kind of the same way with uh, you and golf. Yeah, exactly. That's a great comparison. And the Masters. And it's a great comparison. I didn't really care. No, I haven't missed it at all. You know, sure. Uh, Skates similar. Yeah. So uh, 
I don't know, man. Uh, the NBA is getting close. Yeah. Maybe they're returning. Uh, there, there were rumors. What was it? Like June 25th, they'll be open for like practices and they then got, like July 15th. They got to make a decision soon. They, because if not. If if they're going to come back, it has to be just. You, you can't start right where the regular season picked up because that'll go into the other season. Which there's season. 14 or 15 games. You can't remaining. do that. It has to go well, straight to the playoffs. If they do it that way, they have to push back their start date to December, which they They'd should do to. anyways, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just going to start a vicious cycle. Do you just cut Short the next season. year? Kind of like their strike I year? They should, I think they should anyways. You start around Christmas, and then you go, you know, you take the games off of October and November and most of December, and then just play. And there's 15 games left. I'm looking at the playoff races. Yeah. And for the eight seed, I mean, the closest team in the East is five and a half games out. Closest team in the West is three and a half games out of the eight spot. So will those teams even be able to make up that kind of ground in 15 games, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's screw up maybe seeding-wise. The West is closer, though. Three, three and a half games. Yeah, I mean, um, that's... But, but I mean, I mean, you have three teams that are tied for the fifth spot, and they're only one game out of the fourth spot and only like two and a half games out. Of the uh, third spot and only three games out of the second, yeah. it screw up the seating. Yeah, but uh, something's going to have to be done in order to NHL. Just you see the what the NHL is thinking about doing? Mm-hmm. Bringing back twenty-four of the thirty teams, so they're going to take the six the worst six teams. Worst and say, teams. You're done for the year. The top four in each conference battles out with each other for seating, so they're just playing each other for seating. Yeah. Then the rest is playoff format of the other teams to see who gets in Ooh, the playoffs. I like that. I'm yeah. trying to. Look who the six worst teams would be. I don't know. Uh, Detroit, Detroit. S- 17 and 49. Talk about a team that has been so good in our lifetime and the last few years has just hit the skids. Yeah. I don't know really. I don't know enough That's about them why. But really the. You hate to see it, I should say, <laughs> as an avalanche. I mean, they're 17 and 49. Ottawa's 25 and 34. Yeah. But you look at all the other teams. Yeah. There's very few under 500 teams in hockey. So have some would give. San Jose is 29-36, uh, the LA Kings 29-35, and uh, Anaheim 29-33. And then you have uh, New Jersey's 28-29, and 29, and that's the only other. Un- and Buffalo's 30-31. and 31. So there's not too many just truly god-awful teams um, in hockey. So that would be interesting to see how they could do that. Um, but it probably needs to be done. To I think the, fa- the, the players voted, approved it. Now okay. they're waiting, I think. On the approval of the owners, maybe? Strange times. Yeah, I know the Phase 2 of the NHL allows uh, for small group training. Hmm. So In NBA, um, or they're allowed to open up their facilities for workouts. Yeah, it's going to be a 2014 playoff. That's what it's going to be. Huh. So it's not even like, technically the season. It's going to be a 2014 playoff format. Like round-robin style? Oh, let me see here. Um, That'd be awesome. Uh, or the seven non-playoff teams season would be over. Uh, Twenty-four teams would advance to the playoffs. Uh, um, Do an NCAA tournament style. So tournament. you have top seeds in the East would be the Bruins, the Lightning, the Capitals, and the Flyers. Near playoff play-in series will be the Penguins against the Canadians, Hurricanes against the Rangers, Islanders against the Panthers. Maple Leafs versus the Blue Jackets. In the West, you'd have the Blues as the one seed, Avalanche as the two, Golden Knights as the three, and it starts at the four. Your playing would be the Oilers against the Blackhawks, Predators against Coyotes, Connects against the Wild, Flames against the Jets. 
would it be like a best of three? The top four teams in each conference wouldn't sit. Top four teams would essentially play some form of a round robin tournament that would potentially recede them before the round of sixteen. Okay. Interesting. And Vegas, it sounds like Vegas might be the hub of where they play all the games. They okay. said they have four hub arena sites for restart, with Vegas being considered mm-hmm. a favorite. That'd be interesting. It will. Is is there a date they're looking at to start this thing up or don't see it in this article. Would it be like early August, maybe, or maybe mid July? I think they got. I mean, they got to get it going soon because they, they're, they're going to have to get back and get in condition. Well, yeah, their um, their season starts even a month before the NBA's does, so it'd be mid September. The, the NHL was already looking at, as was the NBA, of shortening the season because they. I think they play way too long as well. So. I don't know how many games they play in the NHL. Is it the same as? Is it eighty two? I think it is. Um, I'm going to look that up. You both need to probably shorten it by 10 to 15 games, in my opinion. Because, for one, the playoffs in the NBA start early April. They're not done until the end of June. That's just a little 82 games. 82? Okay. Cut down to 70. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. So, Although I get really upset when people tell me baseball needs to cut down from 162. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, the NFL is going to expand. Expand. In a yeah. year. So, uh, But, yes, you were talking about the match. I was. A little bit. That was on yesterday on TNT. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady. Tiger and, and Peyton were victorious by one. It got pretty tight at the end, got entertaining um, towards the end. Um, at the turn, Tiger and Peyton were up three. So Tom and Phil made a charge on the back nine a little bit. Tom Brady finally started getting going because uh, he was taking he was taking a bashing on Twitter because he was <laughs> god-awful at the beginning, um, which was kind of fun to see an elite athlete struggle. I was – just about to say that it kind of humanized but, him a little bit. But I kind of felt bad for him. With Pey- Peyton was playing pretty well, and Tom was just not. And I don't then, feel bad for Tom Brady. <laughs> you kidding me? He actually came across a lot more likable than I hate to admit yesterday. He I'm, showed a lot of personality. I'm and, sure he's not. I mean, he's funny on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did enjoy him splitting his pants. That was kind of. <laughs> right after was, he holds it, the shot of there, he splits his pants and has to wear rain pants. <laughs> Why he was wearing pants to begin with, I don't know. The other he's, guys were in shorts. shorts. Yeah. Which is one thing I think the PGA needs to change. They already let the guys wear shorts in practice rounds. Just let them wear shorts yeah, when they want to. They, it looks professional. They don't look bad. I mean, I think that's what they've always been worried about, not look professional. They still dress nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maybe look, they're worried about tattoos, but who cares? That's pretty old-school mentality. Look at all the other tattoos. sports. No one else has a uniform that's I know. professional. I know. Um, it. it It was – I watched uh, maybe two holes mm-hmm. worth um, – it was fun to see Tiger Woods hop in a cart and go to yeah. his go to his ball. Yeah, and uh, I thought the commentary was great. I thought Justin Thomas did a great job on the course. Mm-hmm. The commentary Barkley was hilarious. Ernie Johnson did a good job. <laughs> Trevor Immelman did a good job. Um, it was a lot more entertaining than the uh, match with Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Matthew Wolf, and Ricky Fowler. And the people who watched that were just golf fans. This right. this probably had a lot more people watching that aren't golf fans just because of the names in it. It was the most watched golf event of all time, 5.8 sure. million viewers. Um it was I mean Peyton Pey- Peyton's always funny He's anyway. Jokes. Um but but it was funny. I I think it was right before the match he said, you know, I was thinking yeah. I was thinking who could be my caddy, you know, Eli. Yeah. Um, or um, I thought about bringing out Nick Foles. Yep. <laughs> Goes like low blow or something yep. like that. And then I was laughing one time uh Tom Brady was going to stomp on Peyton Manning's head cover for a driver cuz it's the Tennessee mascot. <laughs> and 
Tom's like, they've been awful since you left. Which actually, the year after Peyton left, they won the national they won championship. The title, but he's like, who's like, he's like, what have they been good since you left? And all of a sudden, Tom's like, or Peyton's like, we're gonna get back. And Tom called a Peyton Paydirt. That must be just his nickname. Like yeah. they called him that all day long. Uh, as much as I love Phil Mickelson, he didn't shut up the whole match. And Tiger at one time was like, see what I have to deal with all the time. Which it's neat that they finally get along. There was a long period they did not get along at all. But um, Tiger was growing a nice beard. Yeah, too. he's got a little beard going. Um, I thought he played pretty well. I thought Phil played okay. Um, it wasn't great conditions. It no, rained pretty they, much the yeah, whole time. They kept having to take their rain gear off and on. Um, cool course, medalist course, which is Tiger's home course. Hmm. That's why Justin Thomas, he lives right around that area too. So that's why he was the on-the-course commentator. And he's really good friends with Tiger, even though their age difference is pretty crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, pretty neat. Um, I'm just ready for the tour to get going again in two weeks even though the first four tournaments at least will be without crowds. But mic them up or something like they have been. I don't know. Yeah. How, I don't know really if you could do that because what if you mic up somebody and then they start playing terrible and somebody playing really good? I don't know. But Yeah, I, I kind of thought about that because, like, I'm sure the other guys could hear what, like, the commentators are saying and, like, Brady's just playing off when they're just kind of ripping into They probably muted sure. them at times, but. Um, but still, yeah. I wouldn't like that. It was funny seeing them hold their tongue, too. Like, you could tell they really uh, wanted to curse uh-huh. sometimes, and they yeah, knew they, they couldn't. A, they have a dump button, right? Yeah. That's that's why they should have done it on, like, HBO. Or, well, uh, <laughs> well, last year's match, they tried to do it on Bleacher Report Live, uh-huh. and it screwed up so bad they had to just make it free because it was, like, 30 bucks, and then oh, the stream man. wasn't going well, and it was a disaster, but... So gave you something to watch yesterday. It gave me something to watch. I have family in town this weekend, so I didn't watch a ton of it, but I watched probably about half. I watched the last couple of holes, and it was it was entertaining. I I didn't care who won because I like Phil and I like Peyton. I don't like Tiger and I don't like Tom. So I didn't I wish even, it was Phil and Peyton against Tiger and Tom. I didn't but. even think about it as somebody could possibly win it. I just thought they're out yeah. there having fun, nope. doing something for. It charity. all goes to charity, which they raised over twenty, 20 million. million. Which is they insane. were playing for yeah. ten, and then they got over ten with the donations, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, they're all competitors, man. They were trying their oh, hardest. Oh yeah, I'm so. sure. And Tom did not look happy when he was not playing very well. One interesting thing: Tom Brady never hit driver yesterday. Hit three wood mm-hmm. for every tee shot that called for a driver. And Justin Thomas goes, I've played a lot with Tom Brady, and he hits a driver pretty well, so I don't know why he's not hitting driver. I wonder if he was just nervous. But he outdrove Peyton, and they had a long drive competition on a hole between the quarterbacks. He outdrove Peyton by exactly a yard with his three-wood compared to Peyton's driver. But Interesting. Good good stuff. Yep, entertaining. So I saw this question from Twitter. Right. If, if you could put on one crossover sporting event similar to the match, what would it be, and what athletes would you like to have partake? Mm. Well, I'll answer the athlete part first. Give me LeBron. I was thinking LeBron. Because I, I really want to see him on a football field really bad. Yeah, as a tight end or something? Yeah, and I don't know how mm-hmm. you do that. I just want to see him, see if – I mean, because the rumor has it he was a heck of a football player. and I could – he yeah. he wouldn't block a soul. No. Don't need him to. Just go no. up and catch the ball. He'd be tough to bring down. But too. as far as like, if if we're just gonna do like, so so if he has to go play football, and if I was to choose a football player to play basketball, OBJ maybe. Big good one. Just trying to think of a really athletic guy. I could see being pretty good at basketball. Um, Cam Newton would probably be pretty good basketball. I feel player. like you could pick almost any tall wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, um. 
a lot of and a lot of baseball players are good at golf, so I don't want to choose like that because a lot of them can mash. I've heard crazy stories about Albert Pujols tee shots, oh, how far they fly. <laughs> um, but it is entertaining to watch other athletes take batting practice. I was I was just thinking, I, mine is a home run derby of sorts. That'd be fun. Um, do you, there was some show, and I was trying to do research on what show it was. Pros versus Joes? It wasn't Pros versus Joes. I it, like that show. It, it was another some sort of special that ESPN did back in like 2005, and they had um, – it was, it was some quarterback challenge, but they also had wide receivers there, NFL wide receivers, and they were doing a home run derby of sorts at a minor league stadium, and Jake DeLome was awesome. He had like six homers. Chad Johnson, I don't think, made contact once. It I was can em- see that. It he- was embarrassing watching him try to swing a bat. I don't think he's good at other things. Cause I, I soccer. Like it seems like oh, he'd be good yeah. at soccer. but like, Didn't he try out for an MLS team, though, or something? I'm like, sure he's not good enough to play in the good. MLS. But I feel like he tried out, but I feel like I've seen him on a basketball court, and he's not very good mm. either. But. And I actually stole this from Twitter because I thought it was a great idea. Like a, a wiffle ball tournament like yeah. on ESPN would be a fun one. I feel like you could do a lot more with baseball uh-huh. as a crossover than the other sports. And and I'm kind of picking off your idea. Three-on-three basketball tourney featuring non-NBA players. Yep. Also, OBJ took batting practice uh, with the Angels, and he was unbelievable. Like he'd routinely hit the ball out which I wouldn't think of him being a good baseball player for whatever reason. But ath- good athletes are great yeah. athletes. Yeah. Uh, regardless, J.J. Watt was a good – he always puts on a celebrity softball tourney um, every year. But uh, I thought that would be an interesting question to ask on the show and get your opinion. Yeah, I, I'm just really trying to think if there's some other athletes. Um, hmm. I'd like to see, like, tennis players play, like, baseball because, I mean, they're used to seeing serves that are, like, 100 yeah. miles an That's hour. True. See if That's they true. That's true. And, of course, we've, we've always seen, like, Major League Baseball players try to face, like, Jenny Finch, and it doesn't I, go very well for him. I'd be and, curious to see if there's any, and I'm sure there are some, but, like, who's the most athletic NASCAR driver? Mm. You know, because we don't think of that no. as a real, I mean, they got great reaction time, unbelievable, but I'm sure there's probably some oh, guys sure. who are athletic, yeah. but I can't think of who it, it could be. And we don't really think of golfers of being nope. super athletic because they're not really jumping or running or anything. I've seen Ricky you know. Fowler take some BP with the Cardinals. You would, Brandon. Because he leaves in Jupiter. He wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't terrible. Golf swing. He was, he was a motocross swing. guy, wasn't he? Yeah, until he broke his, his arm. Or, I think it was arm oh. when he was 14, but yeah, he still used to do some of that. Yeah, yeah. so there's some – Phil Mickelson throws the football really well. Hmm. Lefty. Does yeah. he throw left-handed? No, he does everything right except the golf. I thought he'd – And he started golfing lefty when he was really young because he – Watched his dad swing with the reflection of a mirror. So he was trying to copy ah. it. And with the mirror, it looks like his dad swinging left-handed. Yeah. So that's how that happened. Interesting. So, um, kind of sticking on questions. Um, my dad and I were thinking about this today, and I thought it would be good to bring up. Who are some athletes right now in their sport that could be considered the greatest of all time? Like active athletes. In your opinion. Just pure athleticism or like greatest player? Greatest player of their sport player, um, all time like some active right now well tom brady yes he was one i um, i think you could put in conversation yes who okay and, and you who who if you had to say who's the greatest nfl player of all time who are some of the names you even like to bring up in your opinion 
What's crazy is it's hard because they're all different positions. Yeah, um, but the first person that popped into my mind was Jim Brown. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, um, but he was the guy that popped yeah. into my head. Uh, he was a man among boys back yes, in the he day. Was. Um, it's so easy just Reggie to think of White, quarterbacks, but Reggie White was a great football player. The Rev. Uh, so was Bruce Smith. I don't know why I'm going. LT wasn't too bad. He was he was also but really good. I I did think of quarterbacks. I will say I yeah. didn't think quarterbacks. Most po- important. Position. I think of Montana and Brady. Yeah, and I wouldn't even put Montana in the top five. He he won, but yeah, um, a lot of people do. I know it because he won. Yeah, and he won a lot, yeah. which is big. But um, that's an interesting question, though. Yeah, but other ones I would think Serena Williams. She's absolutely the yep. greatest women's tennis player of all time. Um, I mean, Federer. Yes, you, you could argue I think, is I think the he greatest. Is. Yep. Um, I mean, you. There's a case to be made for LeBron James. Case. But I wouldn't say he is. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to basketball, I think of course Michael Jordan, but I also think Kareem. I don't think he gets enough credit. No, he's he was the all-time leading scorer, and is he still? I think so. I think so, too. Wasn't Carl Malone number two? Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm not putting him up there, but no. I'm just saying uh, Will Chamberlain was pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. It is Kareem, 38,000 I mean, I think Michael is the best player ever, but I just think don't think Kareem gets all the respect mm-hmm. he deserves. Um, Wayne Gretzky is the greatest hockey player. Yeah, there's no, I mean, there's some good hockey players. I mean, Ovechkin and Crosby are mm-hmm. good right now, and, right. and there's some other good ones, but no. Yes. Um Baseball. You you could argue Mike Trout. Honestly, you yeah. really can argue. Um, already. Already, which is insane. I was going to say maybe eventually, but already. Um, and baseball is so much tougher because yeah, yeah. You, you have, I mean, like Ted Williams I think is the greatest yeah. hitter of all time. Maybe even Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter of all time. Uh, but what Trout can do on the base pass in the field. Um, he's We're watching Mickey Mantle and no one cares yep. because he plays for the Angels. And he's not – a uh, huge personality of sorts. He's kind of quiet. And, and, like, I don't think he's the greatest, but I could almost make a argument for Jimmy Johnson in NASCAR. He's going to be retiring here soon. He's he's still going, huh? Uh, I would say Richard Petty's the best ever. Gordon's probably right there. But Jimmy doesn't get enough respect. And mm-hmm. six-time cup champion has won, like, over 70 races. He's pretty darn good. Yes, he is pretty good. Um, and that's what's killing the sport of NASCAR. I mean, you had Gordon... Junior and Stewart all kind of retired in two names. or three years, and now Jimmy's about ready to retire. They're just losing their big names. They're not really. I could name you one guy other than I could name quite a few, but they're not. There's nobody who's just that no. dominant or that huge fan favorite. So, yeah. But I thought it was an interesting question to think about. Tiger Woods, Tiger, of course. Yeah, yeah of course I was just he's, about to say him. he's he's either the greatest or not the greatest. Jack Nicklaus is. I mean, they're right there. It's Sorry to, to any soccer listeners, we don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Messi or Ronaldo? I don't Could know. Could be. I don't know. I don't know enough. But. I don't either. I don't, I don't know either. Yep. It's a good question, though. Mm-hmm. You want to go to uh, Rebuild, Tom? Yes, and I will say I did not uh, prepare for this prepare. as well as I should have, but I have a list from Bleacher Report of 10. I'm just going to steal. 10 ones, yes. Uh, so my dad asked this question. I thought it was a great question. I apologize, Dan. Um, I didn't do my, my part. So That's okay. It was a holiday weekend. You, no. and you were hanging with family. Even though I was hanging with family, I still did my homework. I know. And, I, um, I, I'm taking full <laughs> blame right now. It's all on me. But my dad asked, what is the greatest rebuild of all time in all of sports, and what made I, I tried the to rebuild think, work? Because when, when I was thinking, <clears throat> I, f- I thought of a lot of teams that 
were terrible uh-huh. that turned around and made playoffs. But I'm yes. trying to think of one that won the championship, tore it down, and eventually got back there. And see, I, I went. Tell you the Bulls didn't. I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went the other direction. I went with a team that was good, and then were bad again. They didn't necessarily tear down, but then they won a bunch. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of what I meant um, by tear down. But, but 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 they didn't tear down the roster. Like they still had a bunch of veterans and yeah. stuff. Um, like I mean, you could mention it wouldn't be the greatest rebuild of all time, but the Cubs and Astros, what they did. I thought about the Cubs. Um, they completely tore down to the studs, built it back up. There wasn't really a team in the NFL. I thought of my first thought was Seahawks, but they were really they were good before. Russell yeah. Wilson got there even like a year before he got there. Well, you know, one um, team you could kind of make an argument, but it was only a one-year downfall was the Colts. Yeah, right when they got yeah. luck, they went from nothing, no, nothing to 11 to, wins. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't want to give the Colts the any credit. I mean, they did they did kind of tear down a little bit. I mean, they went to an AFC championship in like 96 and then weren't very good for a few years, but then drafted Peyton and mm-hmm. they had they drafted like Edrin and Marvin yep. Harrison they got and Dwight Freeney yep. and yep. So, which is kind of really similar to yep. my team, which is the uh, San Francisco Giants. Of course, they won three World Series in five years. Yeah, they were good. Uh, went to playoffs in two thousand, uh, lost the World Series in two thousand two, and then went to the World or went to the playoffs in two thousand three, and they won ninety one games in two thousand four, but they missed the playoffs. Uh, Bonds was still there from oh four to oh seven, uh, but uh, they were. Very, very old team. One of the oldest teams I have ever seen because uh, I went on their baseball reference page. They were extremely old. Pitching staff was garbage, too. They had nine position players over the age of 34. Holy cow. Five position players over the age of 38. Five position you players. Player, you weren't kidding when you said they were over old. Over the age of 38. Um, what made them successful is they drafted really, really well. They took Matt Cain, Tim Lincecum, Madison Bumgarner, Buster Posey, and Joe Panic in the first round. Uh, Brandon Crawford, who was their shortstop, fourth rounder. Uh, Brandon Bell, who was their first baseman, was a fifth rounder. Uh, you look at their bullpen, their two primary closers in those three World Series years were Brian Wilson, who was a 24th round pick, and then Sergio Romo, who was a 28th round pick. Their other closer was Santiago Casilla, who they signed for like nothing uh, from Oakland. They also signed Pablo Sandoval as an international free agent when he was 16 years old, Kung Fu Panda. Uh, they also made some very shrewd veteran free agent deals. Aubrey Huff, who is one of the most unlike likable humans on the face of the earth, if you just go look at his Twitter account, see what he's tweeting, he. Uh, extremely unlikable and i do not uh, advise following him but you can do what you want it's free country uh <laughs> Juan Uribe. glad i have your approval. um tim hudson he was he was a good uh, pitcher santiago casilla as i said ryan vogel song signed him from the pirates he was like in the korean league or japanese league um for a couple years and he signed i think he signed maybe i don't remember if the giants were his first team back in the states uh, signed him for nothing he was one of their top three pitchers uh, Jeremy Affelt, Yusmero Petit, Gregor Blanco, also traded for Hunter Pence, Javier Lopez, Jake Peavy, and Marco Scudero at the trade deadline, and Angel Pagan in the offseason. Um, Brian Sabian and the rest of the front office just did an unbelievable job uh, building, I would call it a dynasty, three World Series oh, in yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, uh, the crazy thing is they did not make the playoffs in between the years they won the uh, mm-hmm. World Series. and uh, So the greatest rebuild of all time. It's the San Francisco Giants, in my opinion. I honestly didn't even look at NBA or NFL. And, and, and I really just did it 
from like the past 25 years. Or Those so, were the but. two leagues I was trying to focus on because I figured yours <laughs> was going to be baseball yes. related. And I, I figured yours would be like NFL or NBA. But um, NBA, I'm kind of thinking the Warriors. Yeah, that's – I mean, you can make a case because they, they went were, from winning 27 games to winning a championship in five years. That's the same. Yeah. And they've um, won a and lot. And now too. they've been dominant. And now they had a down year this season. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do now? That could kind of be another rebuild for them. Well, Steph will be back. Clay will be back. And they're going to have a good draft pick. And they're going to have a good draft pick. Yeah. So and they be, got money to maybe, maybe make a run for the Greek freak, maybe. They were garbage for like 20 years. Awful. So. Awful. Um, that's why I didn't consider I, mean, I considered them, like, but. They had the guys like Mookie Blaylock and Skura <laughs> and uh, what were some of those other guys? Uh, Antoine Jameson. Um and then Baron Davis got into the playoffs that one year and dunked over somebody on the Mavericks. We forget how good Baron oh, Davis he was, was. Really good yeah. for the Hornets and the Warriors and the Clippers. Um, but NFL, you can almost say the Saints. They were so bad. Oh, they for were so, long. so bad. And then they get Drew Brees and he leads them right to the NFC Championship because of the Miami Dolphins. Um, I mean, but then you look at teams. There's some teams on the opposite, like the Raiders went forever missing the playoffs. <laughs> And then they got to the playoffs a few years ago, but they didn't have it uh-huh. since because they were. If they kept that strain of making the playoffs going, I would have put them in there. I thought the Raiders were capable of doing that too, and yeah. it just didn't materialize. Buccaneers. I mean, they haven't done anything since that Super Bowl. Um, you can almost see the Rams in the early two thousands. Yeah. And then they were bad for a while, and then they got back to the got Super back Bowl again. Um, just two years ago. Um, the Rams is an interesting Niners. One. Yeah, I could say the Niners. They were really bad. And, and the, then Harbaugh got there, and they were kind yeah. of bad again, and now they're good again. Um, Patriots have been good yeah, for They've ever, been good for too much. long. Vikings, they seem to have some bad years and then consistently yeah. make the playoffs, but they never really they never compete can, for the championship. They're never really a team you think of that can go to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I thought they had their chance after they had the miracle um, Stephon Diggs against the Saints. How about but the Panthers? Just laid an egg. How about the Panthers? Can you say the Panthers? But it feels like they, they haven't been have around. One-year one wonder, really, Yeah, once in a while. But they have made they're, two Super Bowls and an NFC Championship in their history. They're kind of like the four, Florida Marlins without yeah. winning. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they came around about the same time. I think Panthers 96-ish and Marlins were like Didn't 93. Didn't the Panthers and the Jaguars come in the league at the same time? I think time? so. Um, and then they kind of came out of nowhere, went to a Super Bowl and lost. And then, I mean, they'd been, they've been okay since then. In 95. But then got number one overall pick, took Cam Newton, goes to a Super Bowl, and then haven't really – I think they've been to the playoffs once since then. Yeah. Maybe twice. But um, but that's that's a good, good question, good topic. Mm-hmm. Really hard to – I mean, I was trying today. I was talking on the golf course with some guys, giving them this question. Nobody could really come up with one. <laughs> yeah. They all said, oh, we know it's not the Bulls. It's definitely not the Bulls. They've been, I, you know, <laughs> I thought they did it when they had Derrick Rose and got. The, I think they got the one seed one year too and lost it. Yeah, was that the year he blew his knee out? It might have been. That was well, the they first got the one the seed. Playoffs. They got the uh, They might have had back to back years because they got the one seed and the Pacers gave them everything they wanted as an eight seed in 2011 mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I do remember that one. They might have made the Eastern Conference that. Finals that year, maybe. Maybe not. My NBA. No. Because I feel like they lost at the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. No, that's not right either. Celtic, I don't. I'm, I'm going to shut up. My I say something. NBA fandom ended the moment Derrick Rose blew <laughs> blew his knee out. Uh, I kind of got back into it when Rose was there. Yeah, but, and uh, Darren. And I was a Darren Williams fan. Yeah. 
correct. Yeah. That was a good topic, though. Yeah, that's... And now my mother came in with a suggestion. She saw on, uh, I think, Instagram. It was stolen from Cubs Talk Twitter account. Who's the first person you think of that was not necessarily the best, but was still one of your favorite players uh, because of the effort he gave? So I went through my top three teams. Do you have your answers, or are you just going to fly with them? I'll fly with them, but you go ahead. All right. Give me a little more time to think. So she, she asked me this on Friday who uh, it was for the Cubs, and the first person I thought of was Darwin Barney. Interesting. He uh, definitely wasn't a very good player, but he did win a gold glove. Uh, but he just gave all-out effort. Um, he was he was one of the few bright spots on just horrendous Cubs teams. The other guy I thought of was David DeJesus because he was an actual solid major league player on some really bad teams. Uh, but Darwin Barney's my answer. Illinois basketball, Chester Frazier. I yep. love Chester Frazier. He's one of the best rebounding guards I've ever seen that's under six foot two. Um, he was just an ultimate glue guy, and they would have probably won at least a game, maybe two in the NCAA tournament in 2009 if he wouldn't have broke his hand um, in practice leading up to the uh, Big Ten tournament, and he couldn't play. Then Dolphins, Yeramiah Bell, safety. He was with the Dolphins for eight seasons. He was a sixth-round pick out of Eastern Kentucky, uh, worked his butt off to make the team, then becomes their primary safety when they went to the playoffs in 2008, uh, ended up – being rewarded by uh, making a Pro Bowl. Uh, so those are my three guys. Who you got? Oh, no Illinois football? Not an Illinois football fan. <laughs> no Miami? No Miami, Miami Hurricanes? Um, you know. You can pick anyone off that O two 2 team. Yeah, but they were they were loaded with NFL players. Oh, so no. uh, I don't have a Miami player. So all, right, all right. You can get back to me on that one. All right, okay. So. Uh, I'll save the Denver Broncos for last because I'm still kind of chewing on that one. But uh, Purdue basketball is Chris Kramer. Oh, I um, figured he would be your guy. Yeah, he's a fan favorite, but like you were kind of talking about Chester Frazier, tough as nails, mm-hmm. uh, glue guy, kind of hard to the team. Could have scored more if he wanted to, but knew his role on the team. Knew we needed to get the ball to guys like Robbie Hummel, Etwan Moore, Juwan Johnson, and just fill in his role. Uh, Purdue football, this one's tough. I thought about a lot of different guys in my head. Um but honestly, uh, one's recent. I'd say Elijah Sindelar. Hmm. I was a big Elijah Sindelar fan. You were. Um, I thought he had all the tools to make to be in the NFL. Just injuries, man. He just couldn't couldn't really catch a break. Um, could have came back for a sixth season, but I think made the right choice to step away from the game due to really not only his collarbone but the concussion that scared him more than anything. Now, did he transfer or is no? He he's just working. Retiring. He's, and I actually know this because I heard an interview with him he's working at the um chrysler plant hmm. down around uh, like the tipton kokomo area he's an engineer there hmm. so so he's already graduated in the working world he was he graduated <laughs> in december actually so he's been in the working world seems but, like he was there for eight years yeah he was there for a long time um and i could say a few other quarterbacks at purdue that have he had injuries and in different things but um and there's some defenders back in 03 i love that Purdue 03 defense. I don't think they've ever had a better defense in school history than that defense. Um, and then Denver Broncos. Um, I'm going to go into Marius Thomas. He was a really good player, though. I know he's good, but he's one that probably a lot of people don't think of right away when they think about the Broncos. Um, but if you want me to go go in that direction of uh, one that's 
not thought about. No Sean Moreno would be the one. The question was literally who was a player that wasn't very good. But, I tuned uh, out the very good question. <laughs> um, no Sean Moreno, I guess. That, that, that wasn't the greatest, I should say. No, yeah. So. No Sean Moreno, I guess, would be one. I, I, I liked old he, No Sean. I thought he played with a lot of heart. Uh, another guy who just career was riddled by injuries. I mean, he's a first-round draft pick. So Demarius Thomas had five straight years with 90 catches. Yes. Thank you, Peyton um, Manning. Four straight years over 1,300 yards mm-hmm. and three straight years over 10 touchdowns. So. Yeah. He was a very, very, very good player. Yeah, I just don't think he gets enough respect from Bronco fans, I guess. That's why. It I didn't end that. well No, for him. They shipped him off to Houston, didn't they? Yeah, and now he's a free agent and still wanted to play. And he went to New England for a little bit. I did forget uh, about him going to New England. And he was a Jet. He was a Jet. I mean, yeah. he's been all over the place in a few years. Uh, I think he, But he will be arena famer for Denver someday. But, yeah, I'll go with Noshaw Moreno. Had a few good seasons and moments when he was healthy, mm-hmm. just couldn't stay healthy, but he always gave it his all. So. I'll never forget him dislocating his elbow when he was with the Dolphins. He planted it, and somebody his, landed on it. Yep, wasn't great. I, mean, I could have went with, you know, like Kyle Orton, who was the main reason why I became a Bronco fan. But That would have been a far better one. Could have, but. <laughs> Yankee? Ooh, um. Hmm. I was thinking like oh uh, Nick Swisher. I was just about to say I was thinking yeah, Nick Swisher. No brainer, yeah. I had to think. Yeah, he was a fan favorite. A good, Everybody loved Swisher. One. He had a few decent seasons, but uh, wasn't the greatest. Would they do the roll call? Didn't he like drop his glove and like salute? turn around and salute? salute yeah, and all the other guys just kind of play it off yeah. like yeah. So yeah, G- G- Jeter barely even acknowledged. Yeah. He just, uh, some of them. A- some of them. Sa- they, same with a. They have to yell or... forever to get the people uh-huh. to acknowledge them. So. Um, that's a good question. I like, I like that question a lot. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. We forgot to say this oh, earlier. Yes. Uh, brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, and farm, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. Also at travis.watchering at infb.com. Yeah, give him a follow on the Twitter Yes, he has, Facebook. He has a business Twitter and a business Facebook. Yep. It's worth oh, your follow. A lot yes, of good sir. information regarding insurance on there. I'm on ESPN's homepage right here, and I see something that says uh, Tua in position to become the face of South Florida sports. Thoughts on that? Um, the Dolphins have not had a face of their franchise since Shula and Marino. Um, so somebody needs to step up, and he obviously would be the guy. Tannehill was never going to be that guy. Fans didn't want him to begin with. Uh, you think a first-round pick quarterbacks be the franchise guy but uh, fans didn't really want him he wasn't that great um so Tua is number one and number two in jersey st- sales still since the nfl draft um you think, you know, do you think that's a combination of dolphin fans hawaii and alabama fans i think it's yes a combination and dolphins fans are starving for sure. some good yeah. news because uh, yeah. i mean dolphin fans travel really well they're everywhere because they were good back in the day and there's a lot of old dolphin fans um but it also has something to do with i think uh two is number one jersey is really cool especially in the yeah. uh throwback style um it's just kind of a cool jersey I to think, have and it's number one i think the only other number one is cam newton He's not signed, so. Mm-hmm. If I'm Cam, I wait till the season starts and see who gets hurt. Yeah. If we have a season, which I think we will. But Panthers kind of. Uh, they put all their faith in Teddy. Yeah, and they they waited way too long to yep. release Cam. It yep. kind of screwed him over a little bit. But, but wasn't he released the same time as Andy Dalton? 
Yeah, but Cam still can be a starter. Yeah. Dalton couldn't. Yeah, you're you right. Know. Same thing with Joe Flacco, who just got yeah. picked up by the Jets. So, um, oh, I know a topic I wanted to talk about tonight. <laughs> Justin Smith, transferring oh, from Indiana. Yes. Yeah, starter, he, <laughs> starter for Indiana, transferring. Yeah, he um, he's heard from a lot of schools mm-hmm. too. Three or four Big Ten schools, Purdue including and, both of our. Yeah, schools. Purdue and Illinois were the only two I saw. Northwestern. No, well, they're not a Big Ten school. They just happen to be in the same conference. Um, I would be shocked if he ends up at Purdue, but it's interesting that they've reached out. They do have some scholarships they can burn in a short period, but so is Illinois. I don't know, Justin. He's lazy on defense. He can't shoot very well. Yeah, he's athletic. That's about it. And his dad's kind of causes problems. And Purdue's already been through that lately with Nogel Eastern and his mom. I don't know if they want to go through that so again. So is Illinois with Mark Smith and his yeah, dad. So I'd be I'd be surprised if he and Alan stays in the Big mom. Ten, but I'd be really surprised if he went to Purdue because that would just be a slap in the face to his former school and fan base. He's from Lincolnshire, Illinois. Went to Stevenson. He was a high sc- I don't know if he was a high school teammate of Jalen Bronson, but it was the same school. Bronson might have been a senior when he was in eighth grade or maybe senior freshman. Um, so, of course, the Illinois message board is like, do we want him? And the consensus has been, eh. That's kind of like <laughs> Purdue's. I mean, someone are like, yeah, we'd take him, but. he, yeah, Illinois needs an athletic four-man. Yeah. Yeah, he would fit um, the bill. I don't know if he's a great fit uh, scheme-wise because he doesn't shoot very well. But he'd be the best dunker they've had in a long time. Um, he doesn't really rebound that great for his size. Maybe a different coach besides little Archie could get Maybe. him to play hard, but I feel like he's already been that way for four I mean, years. What's going to change now? Yes, Archie is either loved or hated, and it should be right in the middle. I don't think he's nearly as bad as uh, some people think he is. And he's nearly as good. Yeah, I agree. And not nearly as good as the god he's been portrayed. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't uh, really see that. And But a lot of Indiana fans didn't like Tom Crean, and he won some Big Ten championships. He did. He I think it all goes back to that team that got knocked out by Syracuse in the Sweet 16 that had yeah. Zeller and all the depot on it. You, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, they ride on Archie for underachieving, but didn't Tom Crean underachieve? Because uh, he never got past the Sweet 16, but now I'm thinking he went to three Sweet 16s yeah, at won, a what, two or three big yeah, titles, two or four years. Yeah, so he didn't underachieve at all. He just never got them to a Final Four, but it's so hard to get there. And it just baffles me how many head coaches Indiana basketball's had since 2000. Bob yeah. Knight, Mike Davis, Kelvin Sampson. He could count Dan Dockage, but I wasn't going to. Um, Tom Crean, and now Archie Miller. I mean, that's quite a few. I just consider myself lucky. I've My school's literally had two in almost 40-year span. Your college football team, too. I mean, you had the <laughs> well, hope and... Uh, what, was that, what was that guy's name? Daryl Hazel. Daryl Hazel years. But. Yeah, for a while it was Tiller, and then it was four years of hope, four years Still, of Hazel. Now it's fourth year of Brom. That's not awful. No, four but, in 20 years. I mean, that's changing head coach every five yeah. years. That's a pretty good pace compared to what that, some schools yeah. are on. And, and I'm lucky I don't remember, like, the Jim Coletto years or the Fred Aker years or the, you know, back before that because they changed coaches quite a bit before that. They weren't very good, but, yeah. Neato. Because Illinois had some transition. Illinois basketball? Yeah, coach-wise. I mean. They went from, um, I don't think, Lou Henson definitely didn't coach in the 2000s with Illinois. Um, they had uh, Long Kruger, mm-hmm. Self, Weber, mm-hmm. Gross. And yeah, not five tons, I guess. but yeah, It's one every four football years, though. football's had quite a few. 
I couldn't even name you all of them. I just remember Zook. I don't remember the guy before him. Ron Turner. Oh, yeah. See? Turner, Zook. Beckman and Lovey. And Cubit. Yeah. That's yeah, not, not as many as I many thought, as I thought yeah. it would be. Zook had a little Cubit, good run there. Cubit, he was technically there a year, but he was an interim guy that um, it was a lame duck year. Illinois could have had um, could have had old boat rower PJ Flack. Yeah, probably should have easily had him. But uh, they waited to fire their athletic director before the last game of the finals or the final game of the regular season in 2015. Instead of firing him, when they fired Tim Beckman, and they wouldn't let their assistant athletic director make a hire or fire, and then they waited until Whitman got there in his first day on the job when he fired Bill Cubit and hired Lovey Smith. But you don't care. Could have hired PJ Fleck or Dino Babers. I'd be saying this exact same thing if Purdue was in this spot. Exact same words. They could have had Les Miles. Look what he's doing at Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh man. Well, they were they were actually competitive. I think they still went three and nine, yeah. but uh, I forgot he's even at Kansas. But that's a good one. But halfway uh, decently. Before I get to the birdie bogey, my grandpa Lee, who's watching the show, Mister Lee, said a Baby Ruth candy bar was named after President Grover Cleveland's daughter. Ah, there we go. Learned something really benefit or really interesting. Interesting, yeah. Your grandpa Lee is just he, he chimed in last week after the overflowing show. with knowledge. Yeah, he gave us some. Two guys I'd never heard of that would have been better selections than um, the late Jerry Sloan. Yes. Who passed away um, last week. Every time I'm around your grandpa, I learn at least one or two smart new, guy. <laughs> new things. Yeah, Very smart guy. So, Birdie Bowie question, J-Man, was since 1965, was. there's been two number one overall picks in the MLB draft that went on to be Hall of Famers. Who are they? Who was in the Hall of Fame? It might have been since 75, but I think it was since 65. Um, Either way. Man, I don't think this guy went number one overall. Uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame anyway. So that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that <kinda went> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Barry Boswell. I think he went second or third or fourth. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Um, man, I have no idea. It's probably going to make me extremely upset when I hear it. Have they played in our lifetime? Yes. Both of them? Yes. And they're in the Hall of Fame number one. I'm not giving you any more clues. Overall picks. I'm so bad. Come with on, you're the walking baseball encyclopedia of knowledge I'm in Rochester. I'm so bad County. with MLB draft trivia. Who went number one overall? Um, I have no. I'm I'm faced. I have no idea. Just throw out two names. Throw out. At least throw out one name. I don't even know who's been in the Hall of Fame here. Well, that's, uh, that's your fault. Uh, they're both really good players. I'm sure they're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of dumb by me. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Sweet Swinging King Griffey Jr. Oh, my gosh. That was the one I should have got. Chipper Jones. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Sorry, Andrew. I, I know how uh, when I forget anything. Thing of Andrew's teams, like you last to talk about the Reds, you forget week, Gordon Hayward. I forgot Gordon Hayward when talking about the NBA players from Indiana colleges, and I got ripped on by this Andrew. Is gonna worse. This, gonna this is going to be this so much worse. I'm so, uh, can we? Uh, <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. and Chipper Jones. There you go. Yes, sir. Bogey. I'll give you a triple bogey for that one. <laughs> I deserve it. Wrap us up, J-Man. Thanks for watching and listening to Tan and J-Man Show on the ISC Sports Network as well as iscsportsnetwork.com in the free 
ISC Sports Network app. Happy Memorial Day. We'll be back at it next Monday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Have a great rest of the week, everybody, and we'll see you next week.